third one here, Christian Yelich is winning the 2019 NL MVP. Uh, that one's tough, man, because like it's not like he hasn't done it before. He just did it, and he's off to a hot start. It's not like he's giving us a reason to believe anything else. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 56. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes, Nate, where's your head been at? The bad drivers out there are getting worse. Can you can you agree with that? I feel like it's an epidemic, and I feel like people don't do what they used to do as drivers. What's wrong with the turn signal? What's wrong with the uh, the old casual wave when uh, when I let somebody in? What's wrong with that? Where'd that go? What happened? I will admit, I feel like my arrogance with driving has just gone through the roof, especially living down here in North Carolina, just because the drivers down here got awful. But I feel like my feelings are justified when I see when I'm out driving on the road and it's like a light shower and people are like pulled over on the on the shoulder with their <laughs> hazards on. Just like, all right, let's figure it out. Who taught these people? Is it the generation in front of us? Is it their fault? Is it all those parents out there? I mean, it's definitely not our generation, and I don't think it's the generation coming after us. So it's got to be these older folk. I don't, I don't know what happened. Are we officially old? We are officially old. Homeboy for the what was it? The Blue Jays. I know we were talking about it. Uh, so depressing. First player born in the two thousands. So depressing. They called him the that... first twenty first century major league baseball player. Are you kidding me? That is so depressing. I feel horrible about myself. Like, what are we doing with our lives? We're just sitting here talking about... I'm just out here yelling at cars. You're yelling at cars. I'm apparently the biggest Bryce Harper hater of all time. Clearly... You like plain pretzels. Cl- <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's how we're going to start this thing off. All right, <laughs> moving right along. Let's uh, let's run through some baseball history. April 1st, starting in 1996. The history prior to that was just garbage. 1996, only 7,296 fans show up at Cashman Field to watch the A's lose their season opener to the Blue Jays 9-6. to Due to renovations in the Oakland Coliseum, the team plays their first six home games in the Las Vegas minor league ballpark, making it the first time a quote-unquote neutral venue has been used in Major League Baseball since 1969 when the White Sox played a few of their home games in County Stadium in nearby Milwaukee. So 7,296 fans, that's uh, that's about 7,290 uh, more than the number that showed up for the Marlins second game of the season. Did you see the picture of that? <laughs> no. Were they just Rockies fans that happened to be in Miami? I'm guessing so. It was absolutely pitiful. 
Like it was one of the, it was a picture taken up from like one of the, one of the luxury boxes up top and you could just like see the, the bowl below you. It was just terrible. That's rough, man. That's rough. But that's one of those things though, where it's like, what, I mean, what can you really expect? You put too many seats in that stadium when you built it. I think that's the problem. They made it too big. Sorry, did you uh, did you say seats? Oh, already? I don't know what you're talking about. I just thought I heard you say seats. Speaking of which, shout out to our guy Eric. Did I told you about that, right? No. So he's he sent me this screenshot in the IG DMs, and it was a conversation he was having with his mom, and his mom apparently asked him, was like have you ever bought tickets off SeatGeek? And he goes, once or twice, yeah. And then she, and then he goes, use code DTD at checkout to save money. And then she goes, okay. And then like a few minutes later, she texts back and says, hey, that saved me 20 bucks. And then he responds back and goes, cold, hard cash. <laughs> like, our guy, Eric, I love it. Yeah. We're, does, we're establishing anyone, a culture here, Nate. We're establishing a culture. Does anyone even work at SeatGeek? Honestly, we're just out here working for them. We're their, o- we're their only employees, let's be honest. No one's working for them. But, you know, I mean, since we're here, we're already talking about it. I might as well just run through the ad read. Might as well, man. SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Code hard cash. Enter promo code DTD at checkout. Alrighty, so where were we? I don't even know. Were we in... Uh, I haven't even finished baseball Miami history. Thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. By the way, that SeatGeek ad read for our... It's the earliest. For our the non... read of all time. For our non-loyal listeners, they're probably like, I've never heard this before. All the OGs, they know. They, they know it, it comes later in the episode, but they're probably the ones that get to the end of the episode. Yeah. So this is probably it's probably new for a, a segment of our audience. For you bandwagoners. Uh, Just but, kidding. We love you, bandwagoners. <laughs> don't get don't get scared away. No judgment here. Moving right along here, 2002. This was this was crazy. I, I had no idea. I didn't remember this because this was before I could remember things. I guess. Cincy Freedom who evaded capture for 10 days after jumping a six-foot fence to avoid slaughter, is excused from her scheduled appearance in the Reds' traditional opening day parade. Before the Reds' 5-4 walk-off victory over the Cubs at Synergy Field, at then Synergy Field, the cow, after receiving a key to the city, is deemed too jumpy to participate in the Finlay market activities. A cow got... So a, so a cow is basically breaking out of jail. And that's who Cindy Freedom is or whatever the cow's name is? No, Cincy Freedom. That was that was hard to understand. I'm not going to lie. 
All right, I'll run it back. Cincy, yeah, now that we know it's a cow, read it one more time. Cincy Freedom, a cow. Who eva- who oh, I didn't eva- listen to that part. Cincy Freedom, a cow, who evaded capture for 10 days after jumping a six-foot fence to avoid slaughter. Wait, hold on. Pump the brakes. Did we not think it was an animal at that point? Did you think... I thought you said a gal, honestly. Did you think a human being was trying to avoid slaughter? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I'm thrown off, Cincy man. Freedom is excused from her scheduled appearance in the Reds' traditional opening day parade. Bravo to the person that excused her. Yeah, did they get like a presidential presidential pardon here? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. understand. I need more context. We need some. I need somebody. I need like a Reds fan or somebody to send me the backstory here because I want to know. Please inform us. I want to know more about this. Um, I honestly thought you said Cincy Freedom, a ca- a gal. I don't know. The person that writes that is always like a hundred years old. Trying to avoid slaughter. Yeah. So Major League Baseball, I guess, approves of manslaughter. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) 2009 the kentucky state baseball team after tallying a run in the top of the first finds themselves on the short end of a 22 to 1 score at the end of the inning after the colonels of eastern kentucky university score 27 more run more times in the next three frames the teams decide to halt the contest in the middle of the fifth giving eku a 49 to 1 triumph over the thoroughbreds dear lord that's like did everyone just get like eight ab's in five innings eight ab's that's got to be more than eight ab's i'm sorry 49 runs i want to know the math on that i we gotta know that that's gotta be like 10 we're talking 10 ab's minimum minimum 49 that's I mean, I mean, you think about it. Guys are getting like six abs in major league games when it's like a like yeah, ten like to 11. six game or something like that. Yeah, forty nine runs. That uh, whoa. I mean, that's I just was... disgracing their families. Like, that's beyond just beating a team bad. You're like, you're insulting their families and their ancestors at that point. That's just that's at what at that's what rude. point do you just start switch hitting? They probably did, honestly. <laughs> At what point do you just go up with like a little league bat? They probably did, honestly. I'd... Killing it. Any any situation you can think of, they probably tried. Uh, moving right along here, last point: 2013. Bryce Harper providing all of the offense the Nationals will need. Becomes the youngest player to homer twice on opening day. The twenty-year-old, the then twenty-year-old outfielder, playing in his first opening day as a major leaguer, hits solo shots in the first and fourth frame in Washington's two-to-zero victory over Miami. What year was that? Two thousand thirteen. I remember watching that game. I was a freshman in college. That was my first uh, first opening day as a good old college student. I remember watching it on the big screen, and I was losing my mind. Because that's when he was the hometown kid, you know? Repping the Nats. Just a, just a young buck. Just that. a young, innocent buck. And then he's turned into... Then he girl facial hair. Now he's a monster. Yeah. But uh, speaking of our guy Bryce, I know you just love talking about Bryce Harper. Honestly, we, I don't think we talk about him enough on this show. I don't believe that. Is that sarcastic? I'll leave you to decide that. Uh, but <laughs> speaking of Bryce Harper... 
He's already got a got a pair of bombs, the second of which apparently people are making out to be like an 850-foot home run, something we've never seen before. It was just so in, high. Including you acting like it's... So high. Okay, it was high. It went like 12 rows deep. Can everybody like stop making it... I'm just. I need to stop talking because this is just. No, no, keep going. This is adding to my to the narrative that I hate Harper. I don't hate Harper. I just hate the hype. Like, stop! It was, it was literally twelve rows deep. How? And like, if you go back, no, no, no. If you go back and listen to the ESPN broadcast, they were like losing their minds, screaming and hollering. I'm like, guys. Please, you're professionals. Let's act. Let's act like it. First of all, who listens to ESPN announcers anymore? It's Sunday night baseball, homie. It's the only option. Mm, it's mute is the other option. Second of all, or the SAP button on your remote. How have we not talked about uh, how big of a fan are you when the Phillies mix in some blue in their uniforms? Dude, I had a note here. Those have to be my favorite Phillies uniforms. When guys are rock, those oh, are sleeves, sexy. And the blue batting gloves, I oh. love it. Big swag. I, I will say, Big I swag. wish it wasn't an off-white uni, though. Just, just I, straight white. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I would like it more if it was off-white. I don't know. I'd have to see like a plain white version of that uniform with like the blue accents. The blue is just top, top notch. I gotta Especially say, I like when, the red ones are pretty sweet too. I just, yeah, oh man, it's when when they start accessorizing with blue. You know what I'm saying? Like sleeves, batting gloves, elbow guards, ankle guards. I'm like, man, that's big swag. That's fuego. I'm a big fan. Fuego with a ph. Oh, nailed it. You definitely stole my thunder because I had a note here where I was going to comment on the fact that it looks like this team is having fun, PH. <laughs> so thanks. April Fools. Whatever. You you said that first. Wow, it is April Fools. Happy April Fools, Nate. Recording here at 1.37 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm not going to go to work tomorrow. I'm just going to be like, April Fools, uh... And then they're not going to send you their check, and they'll be like, (laughs) April Fools. Uh, But anyway, yeah, we're making way too big of a deal of the second home run. I just don't understand. Uh, But all that to say, the Phillies did get the sweep. At the time of this recording, they're the last remaining undefeated team at a whopping 3-0. My question for you, Nate, is 162-0 in their future? (laughs) Will they lose? No, they're going 162 and 0. They're winning the East. Then they'll lose in the first round. Hot takes. That, sir. Congratulations. You just made your way onto a code graphic. <laughs> they'll go 162 and 0 and lose in the first round. <laughs> How about it? All right, let's let's put a lid on the Bryce Harper talk. We talked about him for like three times the amount of time that we actually wanted to cover him last episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's put a lid on that. I feel you. Let's That's move cool. right along to, I don't know, man, the 2019 NL MVP. Eh, I don't know. Christian Yelich. Just never heard of him. 
proving to everybody in Major League Baseball that he's like the greatest hitter that's ever lived. Four home runs in four consecutive games, tying a Major League record. And then on top of that, a little nice walk-off knock. How are we feeling about our guy Christian Yelich right now? Dude was born to hit baseballs. Um, I'm personally feeling a little nervous about my predictions for the Brewers in 2019. Because they looking good. And they're not fully healthy. Yeah, just a reminder for those who uh, are unfamiliar with the with the take that Nate is referring to. Brewers not making the postseason. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, still sticking to it. It's early. I'm not gonna not gonna lose my mind here. But yeah, no, Yelich looks good. Um, mid season form. I think it's. Well, hold on before we continue. I was actually meaning to ask you this recently. Huh. Mid-season form. How do you how do you feel about that starting starting out of the gate in mid-season form? Like as a player, was that something that you could ever do? Because I know speaking uh-huh. from personal experience, it like there was no way that I could ever start out like that when I played because I just like I yeah, we saw like live pitching again like from our own guys in practice or whatever, but like I needed to be in game like I needed that, ex- like those reps. So it usually took me a little bit. Could you? Did you ever have the ability to like come out hot like that? No, because everywhere I played, it was kind of cold. You know. Yeah. And I don't like playing baseball in the cold. That's true. And I definitely don't like to hit in the cold. It's just slow motion. I feel like I'm swimming. Or I mean, I'm hitting underwater. Um. I. Personally, if I feel like if I had to choose, yes, I would want to hit, start off hot and, and ride that as long as <laughs> no, I can. No, it's not. A, I'm not saying if, if it was a choice. I feel like all of us would take that. But I'm saying, like, yeah. is it is it something that you were able to do? No, but I mean, granted, I don't make millions, and I don't get you know freaking whatever twenty five games of spring training. Ooh, I'm just I'm just thinking of questions. Here's a question. Would you rather would you rather be a hot hitter for the beginning and middle parts of the season and then kind of cool off, but you'd be the guy that essentially carried your team to a playoff run? Or would you rather be just way off your game for the beginning and middle parts, just be ridiculed the enti- those entire parts of the season, but then heat up towards the end? Heat up towards the end. But that's if your team carried like carried you, you know what I mean, and got you to a position where you were still able to make a difference in the end of this season, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, all that to say, I don't think Christian Yelich has to worry about making that decision because he really doesn't. He's on pace for like 600 home runs. So easy. Well, I guess technically he's on pace for 162 home runs, if my math serves me correctly. But. It seems like he's on pace for 600 the way he's swinging the bat. Uh, But can we acknowledge his, or can we talk about his jog? Have you ever noticed that? Like home run trot? Yes. Have you ever, have you ever like looked at it closely? Mm, No, not really. Just pull up the video right now. I just know that nothing he does is like that swaggy. Let's watch this trot. That ball is hit for... Ew. 
My guy like runs on his toes. That guy looks super uncomfortable when he's running. He's like lunging slash running on his toes slash like clenching his butthole. Like I don't understand what's going on. This is awkward. I got to watch it again. By the way, that ball went further than Harper's. (laughs) Oh, you mean it went past like the fifth row? (laughs) He looks so uncomfortable. Why does it why does it look like he's running with like the same arm with the same leg? Dude, I just thought of it. You know exactly what it reminds me of? He's literally running in those like spring shoes. <laughs> like bounce? Yeah, with like the freaking bounce slinkies on the bottom. No swag. Sorry. He's just a goober, but he's good. He's a good goober. You know, one of these episodes, I'm gonna have to just go without being negative about somebody. Nah. Yeah, how boring would that be? Yeah, because anytime we're positive about somebody, they get either they go over four the next day or they get absolutely shelled in an inning in two thirds. I mean, I'm a Yelich guy. I'm pretty sure you're a Yelich guy too. No reason not to be, right? No reason not to be. No one's not a Yelich guy. He yeah. has like 125 pounds and he's hitting ding dongs left and right. With a very sweet swing, I might add. Uh, also another guy that's got a sweet swing, Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. What the heck, man? That is, that's actually, he's my NL MVP for 2019 that I chose. You remember that? Yeah. Nobody's really talking about him right now. I don't know why. I mean, he's getting talked about, but not the way, I mean, like you said, Yelich has the four home runs through four consecutive games, which as we said, ties in major league record, but Goldschmidt tacos in one game. Yeah, and he has four home runs through four games. So, I mean, let's give Goldschmidt some respect here. Also, just a note here, Bellinger also has four home runs through four games. Just wanted to point point that out. Oh, boy. And has one more RBI than our guy Goldie with eight. Wow. So, a handful of guys here that are just taking the league by storm. Seriously. Um, I think it's great for Goldie. Because, one, obviously it's a fresh start. It's a fresh new look with the number 46. And uh, good for him, man, because he started off pretty rough last year. And I think it's it's good for him to get a hot start. And I think I think there's got to be a, a new mental state for him and the fact that he's actually on a team that has a chance to really do some damage. Yeah, I'm happy for him simply because... I like to see guys when they sign extensions or or big de- or big contracts live up to hype. Uh, yeah, like right out of the gate. Like even if it, even if it's nothing like substantial, like four home runs in four games is obviously way more than they would have asked for through that stretch. But yeah. like even if he would have had like you know a couple base knocks, maybe a couple extra base hits. I mean that would have been just cool to see. Like he's not slumping right out of the gate. Like he's not he's not pressing. It's just cool to see guys like that come out swinging and swinging it well. So especially a guy like that, where it's like impossible to hate him. Like you can't hate Paul Goldschmidt. It's just yeah, not, we're all it's about not the possible. we're all about the plain white tees, man. We're all about the plain white bread type players. Yeah, I mean, dude is good at baseball, but the question is, is he good at anything else? Is this like a Mike Trout situation? Like anything else? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, if you're that good at baseball, like, do you have, 
I don't think it's humanly possible to be good at anything else. I don't like apparently Mookie Betts is like a world class bowler. Well, I mean, Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts, man. I mean, he's in a world of his own. And then you got guys, you got the guys in the tier below him, like Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that should be a quote, quote graphic. I would never put would that get. on a quote graphic. Absolutely shredded. People would report it. Instagram would reach out saying that my account's been suspended. Mike Trout would comment on that thing. Major League Baseball. Yeah, Mike Trout would probably get social media just to comment. <laughs> no, I think he's Does okay. he really not have social no, media? No, he's, he's got social media, I think. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to look that up. I'm pretty sure he's got Twitter. Is there a video of him just getting same haircut all the time? Hey, guys, going to my local barber. <laughs> Here I am, guys, in Walmart buying yeah. some some plain white shirts. Same haircut I've had since the draft. <laughs> <laughs> he's got – hold on. Why am I not – yeah, he's got a, he's so got Instagram. A million and a half followers. It that's it yeah that's that's a problem that's not that's actually really low for the greatest player to ever live yeah i'd say so <laughs> i'm pretty sure his profile picture he like took a picture of himself like on his computer screen oh no it's like a picture of him running to like running home oof that's rough man let me confirm i was looking on the computer let me confirm on my phone He's off to a hot start too, man. That one thousand percent is a picture of a computer screen, but it's all right. We'll let it slide. Just keep playing baseball, Mikey. Uh, we're just on such a tangent right now. What are we, what are we talking about? We were talking about Goldie. Plain white bread. That's right. Plain white bread. Yeah, very hot start. Mike Trout. I mean, it's expected. I don't care what he does. It's always going to be good. So, no surprise there. A surprise that did kind of catch me off guard here. Xander Bogarts. Yeah, that was, announced, set, that was announced today. Seven-year extension. 132 mil. Uh, I believe this will be added on to his final year here, or with the Sox, which he is set to make $12 million this year. Uh, but I, I guess... I guess the math has him at $18.9 million a year starting in 2020, making him the highest-paid shortstop. How do you feel about it? Um, first of all, that won't last long, I think. I'm sure you'll see some other guys get a pretty big deal, whether it's you know Seager or Trey Turner or Trevor Story. Some, some, some One of those guys will get uh, a bigger deal, but... I mean, we talked about this when the Red Sox extended sale. Like, they obviously had a mission to, like, stay in-house for this offseason. So they, they got Evaldi, and then they called it. They were like, that's it. So now they're just extending their core. Um, unfortunately for me as a Yankees fan, that uh, I think it was a good deal, smart deal, and for a really good player. So let me ask you this. There's a lot of talk going around right now, kind of the initial early reactions to the whole deal, which actually I don't even know if it's technically official yet, but it sounds like it's at the time of the recording. I don't think it's official yet, but I would imagine uh, in the morning at the latest it would be official or it would be announced. Uh, but all that to say, do you think this was a steal for the Sox? Because 
from what I've read and from my own personal opinion, I think he would have had he continued on to free agency after this season. I'm thinking he would have gotten significantly more from the market. Yeah, 132 over seven. I think it's just uh, how old is he? 26 and a half. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably about right then. Seven years. I'm sure he would have gotten that elsewhere. Especially, I mean, I don't know what type of player he is as far as like character or personality, but there are those guys that, you know, once they get their ring, they kind of go chase the contract a little bit. And so I think you're right. I think if I think if he would have hit the market, he probably would have gotten some pretty sick offers. Well, thankfully, I'm glad he didn't. He's like, we were talking about this before we hopped on. I personally think he's underrated, and you might think that I'm saying that simply because I'm a Red Sox guy. I think I'd be saying that regardless. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does and kind of the role he's played for that team and, and the contributions he's made for both of his World Series runs because he was he was on the team in 2013 uh, as a rookie. But, yeah, I just think he's underrated. I think, like I said, I think he would have gotten more from the market had he chosen to move forward with free agency. Uh, but I think it was a that's a I mean that's a big time move to commit to a team that's treated you well and a team that you've obviously succeeded on. So I'm curious to see. I don't know if I mentioned he has the opt out after the 2022 season. So I'm I'm interested to see how that how that pans out uh, with potential moves that the Sox could make in the near future. Cause like you said, they yeah. extended and they extended some guys, but is that qu- a club option or a player option? I uh, believe player option. But what I was saying is I'm curious to see how that'll, how that'll affect if at all the Mookie situation, because it's like, obviously the Sox have money to spend, but it's like, I mean, you think sale, I mean, just you got you got to think about the guys that are on the books right now, and for yeah. a lot of money, I'm curious to see how it shakes out with Mookie, knowing that he's he's pretty much already said he wants to hit free agency, and rightfully so. Oof, man, I that does that scare you as a fan? Him saying that? I mean, as a fan of baseball, no, I mean a Red Sox as a Red Sox guy, yeah, I mean you don't want to hear that, but as a baseball yeah. fan, you can't you can't fault him for that. No, you, like seeing how all the like the Harper Machado Trout stuff is has shaken out recently. Yeah. But even the trout one, it's like, he never really openly said that. You know what I mean? He was never like, I can't wait to hit free agency. He was like, granted, he's, you know, playing with bread. So no, no, I'm not saying like in terms of what they said or like kind of what their motives were. I'm, I'm simply saying like he sees, he sees the value that they're getting. And so he wants to kind of experiment with that a little bit, which I, I don't blame him for because he's one of the best players in baseball. Um, but yeah, I'm just curious, like with this, with this Xander extension, how that affects, like I said, if at all, I don't know money wise, kind of what their future looks like in terms of the, the financial side of things, but it'd be interesting to see, uh, how that, how that plays out. Oh, and one more note here for Xander, kind of adding to my underrated narrative, uh, in 2018, he led the league in doubles. He was fifth in home runs, third in RBIs, second in on base, third in slugging, and third in OPS among shortstops. So, I mean, he's he's right up there among the top for his position. So, again, don't yeah. think he gets enough love, but 
That's not for me to decide. So it's not bad. And that will probably, like I said, I'm something against him. I think that contract will end up being middle of the road as far as, or middle of the pack as far as shortstops go in the next couple of years. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I don't think it'll last long. I mean, you got guys that are, if not in the next year or two, at least a few years out of, uh, making a deal. So, I mean, I give it a couple years, maybe not yeah. even, maybe not even that before some, somebody, uh, tops that, but probably tomorrow, probably tomorrow. And it'll probably be an hour after we post the episode. So yeah. all that to say, I'm pumped for my guy, the X man. I'm looking forward to him, uh, bashing around some baseballs up in the Bronx. So, uh, Moving right along here, another shortstop. You already mentioned him, Trey Turner, having a day today to close out the the weekend. Two bombs, including a walk off against the Mets. I'm telling you, man, you you definitely called it. I'm telling you, this dude's the real deal. He's you definitely called it. He's gonna be legit. He already this is his he already. Squad now. I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's already legit. I I feel like I disrespected him by saying he's gonna be legit. Dude already is legit, and he's showing it to us right now. So yeah, this is his squad, and that uh, he's pushing the five tool envelope. When you start talking about speed, at least a thirty thirty guy, potentially a forty forty guy, that's crazy. We that's we haven't seen that, and baseball isn't like that anymore. I mean, Trout is a thirty thirty guy, but. 40 bags. I don't know if he's getting 40 bags. Trey Turner easily gets 40 bags. If his pop gets up there, I'm seeing the first 40, 40 guy in who knows how long. Well, he's already get, I was saying it, I said, I think I said it off air. He's already got what? Like four. Yeah. He's leading the league. Yeah. Right now with four. I mean, or literally that many games into the season. So yeah, that's just, yeah, he's going to be fine with swipes. Unbelievable. Yeah. That dude's tearing it up. Yeah. I mean, not much to say other than, Oh, another note I did have here about that particular series, the Trey Turner home run. I think it was the it was the walk off one, right? It was like very similar to the Cano uh, opening day home run. Yeah, I that looked like a double, like down the line, like not off the wall either. Yeah, and that was probably about as far as Harper's home run went in Philly. <laughs> it's like the sixth row, about three thirty seven. Uh, <laughs> no, but. What like what's going on in the air up there in Washington? Like what what's the deal? I don't know, man. I don't know. Some I don't want to hear any more conversations about the baseballs. I don't want to. I don't want to start anything. Yeah, that's true. Let's let's not open that can of worms. But yeah, a series that I did find exciting. Kind of continuing that note, the Rays and Astros. What is going on there? Taking three of four from the Strohs. Three straight to close out the series. What about yeah, how about it? Rays are playing good ball too, and it's not like it's not just a weird power surge. It's like stealing bases, getting knocks through the hole, hitting the gaps, pitching well. Like it's it's good baseball. I think here's the thing though. Here's what I'm gonna say. Because the only reason you and I are very obviously fans of two teams in the AL East. The only reason you and I are saying this is exciting is because we know that the Astros are a bigger threat. Fair? In terms of the AL playoff picture? Yeah. 
Yeah. But that's the only reason we're saying it, right? Yeah, but let's not disrespect the Rays. I mean, like I'm we, not we've we've been saying on here, they were a 90 win team last year. They yeah. could very well do that again this year, and they're Absolutely. off to a good start. I have them making the playoffs. I think I have three, all three teams from the NL East making the playoffs. So, uh, I'm all I'm saying is that the reason we're talking about this isn't because I mean, if they were playing anyone else, I don't know if we'd have the same conversation. I think it's because of you know, the Astros quote unquote being a top three team in baseball getting beat up. I mean, the other, I'm not even going to bring it up. The other two teams got beat up too. So yeah, we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) Um, although I will say Baltimore just continuing their dominance over the Yankees from last season. (laughs) How about it? But I can only say so much because pretty sure Boston gave up, as many runs in the four games against the Mariners as they did in the entire season last year. So <laughs> can only say so much, but uh, yeah, the Rays, man. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm telling Rampa you, I'm Bay excited. Tays. The Rampa Bay Tays, Rampa Tay Bays, whatever you want to call them. R- Rampa Tay Bays. What are we going to, you said off air. So what are we going to call them? The Rampa, Rampa Tay Bays? Rampa Tay Bays, Rampa man. Tay Bays, man. Just tearing it up. Unlike uh, Manic and Machado, um, but but yeah, no, the Rays I'm pumped for, or the the Bays, Bays I'm pumped for. Um, I think they could win more than we anticipate, and try not to overreact here. But I mean, if you're if you're holding Houston to four runs in the yeah. final three games of the series total, like. That's yeah. something figured out, and I don't think that's a fluke. Uh, but yeah, all that to say, Rampate Bays. Rampate Bays got a big, big year coming up. Um, and lastly, here my final note for the AL East, as we're continuing that discussion. Nothing super noteworthy, but just thought I'd include the note here. Uh, Jay's pitching staff really lighting it up. This this weekend, Shoemaker, Stroman, Sanchez, and Thornton pitched a total of twenty four scoreless Oof. this weekend. So basically, there's going to be like four one hundred and twenty win teams in the AL East this year. <laughs> is what I'm gathering. Sounds about right. No, all right. So let's break this down. If the <laughs> which these are just my absolute favorite. If the season ended today. <laughs> The Rays are what? Top of the division? They're three and one, I think. So yeah. The Orioles are next at two and one, I think. Yeah, after just a total shellacking of the Bronx Bombers. Calm down. Uh <laughs> there was no shellacking done. It was only done in Seattle. Uh no, those are some close games, man. <laughs> those are some real nail biters. Real talk though, if it wasn't for a Mitch Moreland three run pinch it bomb in the bottom or the top of the ninth. We're getting yeah. swept in Seattle to start the season. So <laughs> clutch. Uh but yeah, Rampate Bays in first. Baltimore coming in a close second. And Toronto playing five hundred ball. So that's a that's an interesting playoff picture coming out of the AL East. Looking good. Looking good. Let's get the brackets ready. Uh, but yeah. I have PTSD. Dude, right? <laughs> I think everyone does after Duke lost. My, yeah, my employer took the L tonight. 
<laughs> Dagger. I was not expecting that. I was hoping they'd at least make it to the final four. Nope. Nope. But yeah, that's the uh, AL East playoff picture. Incredible. In a nutshell, you're welcome. Providing insight that no other podcast is providing. Mm-hmm. We're only four games into the season, and we're already giving you, we're already clearing up the playoff picture for you. So you can thank us later. Uh, but you want to go through some overreactions, and you can give me your take on whether you think yeah. they're fair or not. Let's, let's do it because people are losing their minds right now. All right, so we kind of went over this before we hopped on, but basically just came up with a list of some rumors slash overreactions that I've I've come across in the last few days. Um, these are not mine. These are simply things that I, as I said, that I've come across or seen on social media and or news platforms. So I'm just going to run through this list here and you can give me a, give me a take on whether you think it's, it's legit or not. All right. So leading off here, uh, starting with our 2019 AL Cy Young, Chris Sale's lower velocity in his first start is alarming. Oof. Um, I'm going to say overreaction <laughs> to the fact that his velocity is alarming, not to the fact that he's going to win the, uh, the AL MVP or AL uh, Cy Young. No, I mean, um, he'll probably win both, but that, that's just me stating fact. <laughs> the overreaction part, the part that was up for debate was actually the, the latter part of that statement. Yeah, probably an overreaction. Um, there's just some guys that take a little bit longer to get loose. I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. Like, not to mention, he pitched like a third of an inning in spring training, so everybody let's yeah, just calm down. I mean, it's it's not a huge deal. We can we can kind of. I mean, I'm not going to hop on board and and then just have to bite my tongue in three weeks when he's got you know 19 scoreless innings wherever he goes on because he freaking always does. But I mean, there's just some guys that take a little a little bit longer to get loose. Like, there's no need to freak out. He's gonna be fine. Uh, these next two we kind of already talked about, but figured I'd get your official take on them. Uh, number two, the Rays are better than we thought. Than specifically you and me? Kind of, yeah, just like the general consensus, consensus the, the rational-minded baseball fans thinking they would be kind of like the 85-90 win range. Are we thinking they, uh, I know it's I know it's early, but that's what the overreaction segment is for. Do we yes, think that, I'm going to say overreaction to think that they're better than what we think they are. So we still I think, still think they're in that 90 to 92 win range. Okay. Uh, third one here, Christian Yelich is winning the 2019 NL MVP. Uh, that one's tough, man, because like, it's not like he hasn't done it before. He just did it, and he's off to a hot start. And it's not and like he's, he's it's not like he's giving us a reason to believe anything else. Yeah, like, it's just the way he's playing right now. So not an overreaction. I mean that that'd be wild to get you know back to back MVPs. When's the last time that happened? Uh, probably this year when Mookie wins it stop. again. No. Stop. Uh, next one. Speaking of an MVP worthy caliber player, Chris Davis of the Orioles. <sighs> Ending the sarcasm. Chris Davis of the Orioles will have as bad or worse of a season in 2019 than in 2018. Oh, poor guy. Not an overreaction. I I don't know. I mean, it's. He won't have worse because I don't think it gets worse. I mean, it gets worse. I don't know, man. I don't know if it does. But, 
Yeah, I, I it gets worse, dude. Year. It gets worse. You go hitless for like the first two months of the season. Your team jumps on a plane to take a trip out west for a series. They open the emergency door and they push you out because you're that bad. It does get worse. Paying him like twenty two million a year or whatever. Oof, man, that poor guy, dude. He's just so stubborn mechanically. It's got to be hard to watch. It's I'm sure he's a big fan of Showalter because Showalter is like. I don't care about analytics. I don't care about anything. I don't care about stats. I'm just going to write a lineup and talk to my guys. It's not the way baseball is anymore. Got to be able to adapt. That's why he got axed. And that's probably why, I mean, the Orioles are going to have to do something, man. They're going to have to eat that contract and trade him away because he is nothing. I don't think anybody's picking him up. That's the problem. Nah, I'll take it back. Somebody will pick him up. Somebody has to pick him up. He has potential. We know he can hit bombs. Yeah. But it's like, dude, feel free to make some adjustments in the box. Yeah, like maybe sometime within the next like decade. That'd be that'd be Swing ideal. a lighter bat. I don't know. Try something. That'd wear a idea. thong. All right. That's, wear a thong, uh, like that's Jason Giambi did. That's a stretch. Uh next one here, Padres are making the playoffs. Overreaction. Definitely overreaction. Um, you don't think Mannequin's leading them to the promised land? Nah, sorry. They're not that ahead of schedule. They are ahead of schedule, but they're not that ahead of schedule. Um, bright future. They will be a force in the West in a few years, but not this year. Uh, the Phillies will have the best offense when it's all said and done at the end of 2019. Mm. I'm going to say overreaction. And that not easily because they will have a really good offense. I think if we're looking at it, like Segura and Real Muto are the only ones that are going to be around that 300 range. Home run-wise, I mean, I don't think they're going to have anyone that's going in like the upper 40s or 50s. It's going to be a lot of home runs in Citizens Bank, man. Yeah. uh, I think they'll have a good offense, but I don't think the best. Talking NL. No, all of baseball. All of baseball. No, it's just it's too hard to say that. For the record, who do you have as having the best offense at the end of 2019? Ugh, I haven't even really thought of that. Um, that's too that's it's too tough of a question, man. All of baseball. I couldn't even tell you who. The, I mean, who was the top offense last year? Pretty sure it was Boston. Was it? Yeah, I know the Yankees like, had the really? most, Yankees had the most home runs. Yeah. No, I, yes, I think quite literally it was Boston. But yeah, cuz New York had the record. They set the or they, like they I'm pretty sure they broke their own record. Yeah, the Yankees broke the home run record, but um uh, the Astros are in that conversation too. That'd be interesting. So, uh, for the record, I don't want to give an answer right now. So, for the record, overreaction for you for the Phillies. Yeah. All right, moving right along here. The Indians' division lead at the end of the season will be in single digits, a.k.a. the Twins give them a run for their money. I know we've joked about the Indians not having to do anything and they'll still win the division, but I'm going to say not an overreaction. I think the Twins have a little something going. I think they got some some decent stuff going. I think Rocco Baldelli is a young little spark as far as the manager goes. I think... Freaking Nelson Cruz can hit home runs out of any ballpark ever made. And I don't know, man. I, I 
I don't know if he's hitting home runs to center field at Polo Grounds. Dude, that guy can hit him. That guy can hit him. We had we had to look that up, right? What was center field there? It was like four forty. I'm Well, if we're going based on what it looked like in the video games, it was like 700 feet. Yeah. Uh, center field was 455. There's no way it was 455. That's yeah. See, that's like know. a. This, one of those today, I'm sure. This is like a conspiracy. There's no way that was actually 455. Video games just exaggerate. That's all. Whatever. Uh, yeah, no, not an overreaction. The twins, I think, could be very real. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Also, shout out to the people that were like, or I think it, one of us had the quote, or one of the quotes from episode previous where we were like, yeah, or no, I think it was me when I said, yeah, like they could sit, the key players could sit out the first two months of the season and still win by 50 games. And all those people were like, yeah. it's not actually possible to win the division by 50 games. Oh my God. Thanks for that. I, I appreciate the clarification. Dark, <laughs> the era of, the death of sarcasm on social media. Idiots. Bums. All right, lastly here, <laughs> and this is, I'm actually excited to get your take here. Well, actually, the reason I added this doesn't make me excited because they just shellacked my Beantown boys. But uh, <laughs> the Mariners will be buyers at the deadline. Overreaction. Sorry. I'm not even going to go into that that far. It's an overreaction. Dude, but we've talked about, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I can't say I disagree, but we have talked about how the like the fact that they don't have that bad of a team, how they were tied for the division lead, like halfway, like even I'm pretty sure like a little beyond halfway uh, into last season, and like okay, granted they did make some changes, but like is there no shot that they get to the deadline and are like. I mean, maybe we could make a playoff push for the wild card. The roster is definitely not as good as it was last year. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's it's definitely not as good. The AL West is difficult. The A's are real. Well, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. The roster is obviously, like I said, they they did make some make a few changes. But what I'm saying is, like we've even in the first series, we've like seen glimpses of guys that can mash baseballs. Nah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking to the. What was the official question? I think it's overreaction. Yeah, buyers overreaction. I mean, like I said, I'm not disagreeing. Just playing a little devil's advocate. Uh, but anyway, that does it for the overreaction segment. And would you look at that? I've already done the SeatGeek ad read. Nate, we're what? we're under an hour here. We're wrapping this baby. Whoa. We're wrapping this baby up. Happy Monday, everybody. I actually Welcome. I had a note here to maybe break down a little of the March Madness, but, I mean, we're ahead of schedule. We've already done that. So <laughs> I'm about to close this thing out. You got anything else? I think it's bedtime, honestly. It's, it's 11.20. here, so it's legitimately bedtime for me. <laughs> you still got a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I got a shower. You just want to stay on here and talk until we pass the hour mark? I feel like it's bad luck to be under an hour. Or we could just sit here and let the clock run out. Nah, I'm kidding. Nah, that's, nah. that's what same sports do. That does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? The number of home runs Christian Yelich will have by 4-1, April 1. 
five. I'm pretty sure you mean by the end of April one. Hold on. Your little five star prediction day, here. Huh? Yeah, I was about to say your little five star prediction might be a little off yeah. here, homie. Yeah, probably, probably an off day knowing my luck. No, 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 it, no. Let's be real. Knowing our luck, we'll like post. You'll say that. You'll say, oh, they probably have an off day. And then we'll post the episode. And then Major League Baseball will be like, you know what? Let's add a game for the Brewers today. <laughs> and they'll do it like an after we post it, hour after we post the episode. Uh, but anyway, yeah, five stars. The usual. You all know the deal. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. Oh, that's my part, huh? That's your part that you so desperately wanted. <laughs> Your little, your little signature sign-off. I forget when we do it, that's all. Uh, don't go chasing curveballs, everybody. I'm not editing that out, by the way. I want people to know that you were not on top of your game to close this thing out. You just hit me with a moment of silence. I forgot what to do. Hey, it's your time to jump in. We love you all, and as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.